with Juan Rivera coming into his third year of his tenure in Washington. Here on the Next Gen Fan Podcast, I will be asking and answering the question, are we better off with Juan Rivera, or should the Commanders, after year three, search for a new head coach? This is the Next Gen Fan Podcast. This is the Next Gen Fan Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please remember to take that few seconds that it takes to rate, to review, and to follow me wherever you get your podcast. That will podcast Spotify. Please take that those few seconds that it takes to do that. All right, so this is Ron Rivera's third year here in Washington, and in the past two years, he has gone seven and nine and seven and ten. Uh, in his first year in twenty twenty, the Commanders were able to sneak into a wild card round where they lost to the future Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even even with the heroics of Taylor Heineke, the defense gave up over 500 yards, and that was about it for Washington. Now, uh, quickly, we're going to look at just what Ron Rivera has, some basic info of Ron Rivera. Um, he's, he's got 26 seasons in coaching. Uh, he's the 30th head coach in Washington history. He was coached by Buddy Ryan and was part of the 85 Bears, arguably the best defense of all time. And so in his first two years in Carolina, he went 13-19, and 19, uh, which was the same record that Jay Gruden has in his first two years in Washington. And then in the next year, Ron Rivera went 12-4, and four, and Carolina made the playoffs. So in Ron Rivera, his first two years in Carolina went 13-19. and 19. In his first two years in Washington, he went 14-19. and 19. And his overall record is 90 wins, 82 losses, and he has one tie. And from 1980 to 1983, he was a linebacker at the University of California. And then from 1984 to 1992, he was a linebacker for the Chicago Bears. And from 1997 to 1998, he was defensive quality control for the Bears. 1999 to 2003, he was a linebacker. He was linebacker's coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. And from 2004 to 2006, he was defensive coordinator for the Bears. 2007-2008, he was the inside linebackers coach at the Chargers. 2008-2010, he was promoted to the defensive coordinator for the Chargers. And then from 2011-2019, to 2019, he was the head coach of the Panthers. Um, in his first year of the Panthers, he won 6-10. and 10. And looking at all of the years Ron Rivera was in Carolina, he had three winning seasons in 2013, where they went 12-4. and 4. 2015, where they lost in the Super Bowl to the Broncos and Peyton Manning, and then in 2017, when they went 11-5. Every other year in Carolina, he has had a losing record. And then, obviously, in 2020, he was hired by Washington, and so far in two years, 7-9 and 7-10. Now, uh, looking at Ron Rivera, because we obviously... With Ron Rivera, it looks like he has taken a bigger role in the front office. And along with looking at what we've seen on the field, we now have to look at the off-the-field acquisitions, um, including the draft, free agency, and stuff like that. So, Ron Rivera, in his first year in 2020, the draft was headed by Kyle Smith. Um, I mentioned this in my later, my last episode. Um, he is now in, Arizona, or in Atlanta. So, in that draft, Washington, the Commanders, took at number two, Chase Young. Then, from there, they ended up taking Antonio Gibson in the third round because they did not have a second-round pick 
last year, they traded their second round from that year, 2019, and their 2020 second round pick to move back up into the first round and select Montez Sweat. So third round pick was Antonio Gibson, a wide receiver from Memphis who they converted to running back. Their fourth round pick was Sadiq Charles, a tackle out of LSU. Uh, they also had a second, fourth round pick, which was Antonio Gandy Golden, a wide receiver out of Liberty. Keith Ismail, a center out of San Diego State, was their fifth round pick. Then they also had a second, fifth round pick, which they took Cleek Hudson, a linebacker out of Michigan. And then in their seventh round selections, and these ones I think they really did very well here. They took Cameron Curl, a safety out of Arkansas. And then they also took James Smith-Williams out of NC State, a defensive end. And both of those players have been very helpful. Cam Curl, obviously, more successful than James Smith-Williams, but we have seen James Smith-Williams come in and be successful uh, when they've had injuries like we saw last year. Now, that was the year that Kyle Smith was the GM. And now, looking at the 2021 draft this is when the commanders had ron rivera marty herney and martin mayhew now marty herney was a gm with ron in carolina and martin mayhew was a general manager with the lions a few years ago now looking at the commander's draft picks. Now, a lot. some of these players have played well. Uh, Jamin Davis, obviously, had, did not have the rookie year that any of us wanted. Uh, Sam Cosme, their second-round selection, played very well. And he he did have some injury problems, but he played well. And then they got Benjamin St. Juice, who also had some concussion issues. John Bates, their fourth-round selection, played extremely well. Um, he was very successful when it came to blocking. and even had some good, some good catches uh, last year. Derek Forrest, their fifth-round pick, didn't really see a lot from him. Now, they traded two, They traded up to get Cam Cheeseman, a long snapper from Michigan. Um, in my opinion, I don't see why you should ever trade up for a long snapper. Um, I, I think that... Oh, like, I don't know, you, you can find long snappers in free agency. I personally think they should have stuck with Nate, Nick Sundberg because he would, did a fine job. Um, but trading up for a long snapper, like, who does that? You don't need to trade up for a long snapper. No, I, I don't. No one ever does that. And it, it is a little questionable to see Washington, to, see, to have seen Washington trade up for a linebacker. That's why they didn't have a fifth round pick in the 2022 draft because they traded it to move up to get Cam Cheeseman, which I'm, there's nothing against him. I mean, I'm sure he's a good a good dude, and I mean, from what we've seen last year, he, he did a fine job. I just, like, you shouldn't be trading up for a long snapper. You just don't need to. Um, and then moving on to their seventh-round selections, they took two edge rushers, William Bradley King from Baylor, and then Shaka Tony out of Penn State. And they also had another seventh-round selection, which they took Dax Mill and a wide receiver out of BYU. Um, and Dax Milne played really well last year, uh, considering the opportunities he got. And I think that if you give Dax Milne maybe a, a better chance to maybe be a backup slot receiver, um, or even just to get on this roster, I think that you can do really good, um, really good there. But so out of all the players that were drafted in this 2021 draft, again, this is 
after Kyle Smith had left. Um, I, the best two players, and really the only players who were really impactful, would be Sam Cosby and John Bates. Um, Dax Milne, or man, Dax Milne. Dax Milne played well when he got the opportunity. Shaka Tooney and William Bradley King, yeah, they were role players, but we didn't really see anything from them. Didn't see Cam Cheeseman. He played fine, but, I mean, he's a long snapper. You could have gotten him after the draft. Derek Forrest, didn't see a lot from him. Uh, Deami Brown, very, very poor rookie season. Benjamin St. Just, when he was on the field, he played well, but he was injured a lot. And then Jamin Davis, who, I mean, we saw David Mayo playing more than Jamin Davis did. So it kind of showed that Ron Rivera and uh, the front office really didn't feel like Jamin was ready. Um, and at, at that point, if you... Th this is a guy who, out of Kentucky, played the outside linebacker role, and they tried to make him a middle linebacker last year, um, and he didn't really play well. I really am hoping that he has a rebound this year. Because... Jamin does for this rock this team to be successful, they need him to play well. Um, and then with their 2022 draft, they took John Dotson, Fedarian Mathis, Brian Robinson Jr. They selected Percy Butler, then from there, Sam Howell, Cole Turner, and they also selected Chris Paul and Christian Holmes. Now, we haven't seen anything from those guys. From what I've heard, John Dotson is doing extremely well in camp. But so far, we haven't actually seen anything from the rookies. Um, now, the reason I'm bringing up the draft, the players that were drafted, is you look at these guys, and so far, at least on the big hits, uh, Jamin Davis, you know, guys like a Benjamin St. Juice, um, trading up for a long snapper. These are guys that, so far, we just haven't seen it yet. And like I said, St. Juice did play well, but he had, was very injured. Um, and then you look at some of the other players that they've drafted. Uh, William Bradley King, Shaka Tony. Neither of those guys really uh, did much when it came to the pass rush. And they're seventh-round selections, so I'm not expecting them to be superstars. Um, but if you look at the other seventh-round selection last year, James Smith-Williams, that's a guy who actually was productive when given the opportunity. Um, and then you also look at their, I think when it comes to the guys they got in St. Juice, De like a guy like Deami Brown, um, he only had 12 receptions in 2021. Like, I, I, you need more from Deami Brown. 12 catches, like, I understand that with Taylor Heineke, he didn't have the arm strength to throw it deep um, but I, you shouldn't just be limited as a deep pass catcher. I understand that's a lot of what he did in Carolina or North Carolina excuse me but only 12 catches uh, the guy's got to do a lot more in 2022 um, and with Carson Wentz coming in a guy who has a bigger arm this should definitely help out a guy like Deami Brown. If Deami Brown can play well in 2022 that will go a long way into helping out this offense. Um, you've got a guy like Jahan Dotson, who we've heard good things from camp. You've got Curtis Samuel, who, cross your fingers, knock on wood, hopefully will be healthy, healthy going into 2022. Um, then you've got, obviously, you've got Terry McLaurin, and then 
those are kind of your starting three, but if you can have a good fourth string wide receiver, Deami Brown, if he can play well, that that's really going to be helpful for this team. Um, but looking at Ron Rivera and just the front office part, so far I, the the drafts really haven't been that successful. Um, the 2021 draft, Jamie Davis, I mean, he, he kind of lost his job in a sense to David Mayo, a uh, special teams linebacker. Sam Cosme, he played well. That was a good pick there. St. Just, um, he only appeared in uh, nine games because he had some uh, major concussion issues. Deami Brown, like I said, only 12 receptions. John Bates, that was another good selection there. He was very good in blocking, and he caught 20 passes for 249 yards. Uh, good fourth-round selection there. Derek Forrest only appeared in eight games, uh, mainly on special teams. So, who, who knows? We haven't really seen much from him. Cam Cheeseman. Uh, yeah, it, it, look, it's not Cam Cheeseman's fault that the organization traded up to get him. Um, the reason I I think that this pick isn't as good is because, it, again, it's not... Cam Cheeseman played well, don't get me wrong. But it, looking at the pick itself, they traded up losing a fifth-round draft pick to get this guy. I mean, that's automatically not a good selection. Like, I, I would get it if you're trading up for maybe a skill position player, um, but not a long snapper. Then also looking at William Bradley King and Shaka Tony. Uh, he, William Bradley King only appeared in three games. He had five assisted tackles and half a sack. Shaka Tony, um, he appeared in ten games and got one half sack. So he played a little better. Um, and that Shaka Tony is a guy I would like to see um, in 2022 as a depth player because I think that he could be a good role player for Washington. Um, but looking just at the draft part of it, so far, not too successful. Um, and mainly, yes, they did hit some good picks in the later rounds. Uh, but your first-round selection should be helping you. you. You shouldn't have to be playing David Mayo more than you playing D Jamin Davis. That, that's, that's a red flag right there. And if, if we see that again in 2022, then there are some real concerns that Jamin Davis may have been a bust. Uh, now, looking at... Ron Rivera on the field. In Washington so far, he's went 14-19 and 19 in two years. Now, in his first two years in Carolina, he didn't do well either. He went 13-19. and 19. And Then the next year, he went 12-4. and four, uh, And they made the playoffs. I think this is the best team that Ron Rivera's had um, since he's been here. I think that the depth at certain positions, like wide receiver, um, Getting Carson Wentz, the running back depth is looking good. You got Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, J.D. McKissick, Jarrett Patterson. All those guys can play. Um, I think that this is definitely the best team I've ever played with, and this team has the most potential to play well. They have an easier schedule um, because they they didn't do well last year. They don't have that first play schedule like they did in 2021. Now, in my season prediction podcasts. Um, or my season prediction episodes, I predicted them going 9-8. And, and the reason I'm doing that is what I would love for them to go 12-5. and five. The problem is that so far with Ron Rivera, 
I haven't seen that yet. He's gone seven and nine and seven and ten. And yes, there have been last year we had all that COVID issues where they lost a ton of players. Um, we also, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick was injured in the first quarter, um, and so that totally threw out their quarterback plan for that year. And so I, I think that there are definitely some. There's definitely some issues that occurred that really were detrimental to the team in Ron Rivera's first two years, but so far I just haven't seen it from him. You know, I've, I've seen the defense, I mean, play well, really well one year, and then the next year I they, they look terrible. Um, so I, I don't know what to expect from the defense. Um, Chase Young played really well in his rookie year, and then year two, I, it was it was rough. It was very rough. Um I mean, through nine games, I think he had one and a half sacks. Not not great from the 2022 number two overall pick. Um, and then looking at just the offense so far, and yes, they've the Curtis Samuel situation, that in and of itself was a disaster. Um, hopefully he can come back. But other than that, who did they really didn't have too many other pass catchers? It was Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas, and then Logan Thomas got injured, and then it was just Terry McLaurin because, you know, De'Ami Brown wasn't helping out. DeAndre Carter was actually a really nice find for them. Uh, unfortunately, they let him walk in free agency. So, on the field, I, I think that this is a big year for Ron Rivera and company. They, they have to prove that. I mean, they said it would take five years. Well, no, three to five years. We're in year three now. It's time to see the results. And if we are, if we're gonna have another seven and ten, you know, six and eleven season, Ron Rivera has got to start. He, he maybe he might be looking for other jobs soon. Because at this point, you 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 said it would take three to five years. All right, we're in year three. If we're not seeing the results, I mean, why are we gonna keep you here? If they can't succeed this year, then there is definitely going to be pressure on Ron Rivera, and he's going to be on the hot seat because in a team, especially in a team where we haven't seen success for a few decades now, real, true success, I mean, we're not going to be, yes, sure, in the grand scheme of things, what's a few more years, but we're not just going to be sitting around letting Ron Rivera and company try and do their thing when it obviously isn't working. Um, do I think that Ron Rivera will get fired after this year if he doesn't play well, or if the team doesn't do well? No. I, I think that Ron Rivera has at least four years total. He's in year three right now. I think if he doesn't do well in year four, I think that could be it. Um, but overall, I think Ron Rivera and company, they have to be successful this year, hands down. There is no... You, you've run out of room to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Well, you know, it, we said it takes three to five years, and, you know, we're only in year two, and we had all this code issues, and I, I get all of that, but still, you have to find some way to be successful because it's it has become frustrating to watch this team go out there and still be this mediocre, average team. I mean, they're just stuck in mediocrity. They, they can't find a way to get out. And I think that this is, if Ron Rivera is going to be the coach to do it, to get them to start winning again, that he needs to start showing that, okay, these draft picks, these, these players that we've been picking, we have them making the right picks here, right? 
Jamie Davis just took a little more time to develop. Okay? Jamie Davis needs to be, have a big year. Um, Deami Brown needs to have a big year. Uh, they they need to have these players um, perform, and if they don't, then I mean that's really gonna that's really a telltale sign to show that this front office is not capable. Uh, once again, please uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the Next Gen Fan Podcast. I really appreciate it. It really is, helps me out, letting me know that the, you guys are listening. And this is going to help you guys out, letting you guys know when I'm going to be dropping new episodes so you guys can listen to them. I salute our armed forces, firefighters, police officers, and emergency personnel. Once again, thank you for listening. God bless you, and God bless America. Oh.